Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Good evening, folks. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble Friday night forum ahead of our League Cup tie against Greenock Morton tomorrow. Hope everyone's well. I'm joined by Robert. How are you, Robert? Champion, mate. I looking forward to it tonight. Care, how are you? Got the microphone um, working. Aye, I'm not bad, Alan. Just seeing Robert's been in every pod this week. You get you in overtime, Robert. Listen, the, the guy calls me up, I take the caller, I jump in. And I think you call Martin, I'm saying, Martin, can I come <laughs> on, Martin? Please, please. <laughs> aye. And finally, join this evening by Wolf. Wolf, how's things? How was your trip? It was uh, very tiring, very expensive, but uh, we got the job done and on to Eindhoven. Expensive, yeah. but he's off to Eindhoven. Of course he is, of course he is. <laughs> and obviously, I'm doing it on the cheap though. A big good evening and a big hello to everybody in the comments as well. Keep your questions coming in, keep your comments coming in, and the phone lines will be open. Um, there it is there. I was just going to say, I'm sure our producer will put the number up there. It's here, 01416287237 to have your say. Give us a call. Let's hear your comments. Anything you want to talk about, anything Rangers related, give us a call. Um, so we're going to start. I'm just going to recap very quickly. Wolf will come to you since you were at the game. Um, Tuesday night. Um, as you mentioned, it's onwards and upwards and onto the next round. Um, £5 million in the bank. Good position to be in, although performance still no shaping up. Yeah, the first half wasn't great. Um, I was just saying before we went live, it's amazing the difference between being there and watching it at home because we came out the ground sort of saying nobody was really that great and, you know, Raskin struggled. Then he came out and never was as Raskin was man of the match. So, you know what I mean? It's just... You look at it differently, I guess. I think the first half just kind of put us all in a bit of a downer because it was so, so poor. Mm. But we got, we got the job. After week wise, we never looked in any danger, to be perfectly honest. I thought, fine. I mean, once we once we made it 1-1, I, I don't know whether their heads went down or... But to be fair, I think I think Servette are just happy to be there because it's guaranteed group stage football. I mean, speaking to some of the fans going out after the game, they were asking us who we play next. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... Mm. That's ludicrous because if they had one, they'd be playing them next. So surely, if you're a fan of the club, you would know that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that was a lot of just a lot of people. It's the first time they've sold their ground out in twenty years. So I think a lot of them just went because it was it was a big occasion for the city. Um, not not really a footballing city, I wouldn't have said, but but yeah, job job done on to the next one. If we play like that against PSV Eindhoven, I feel the worst. Yeah, and Robert, it sounds obvious that getting goals is important, but you know the equaliser did knock the stuffing out of them because in the first half they were up for it. They looked like they were they were they wanted to beat us and they looked capable of it, weren't they? Oh, listen, they had a couple of key moments. You know, you look back at the, the Butland save and you think, you know, how how massive was that during the the, the course of the two ties? So um, Tavernier pops up, doing what he does best, scoring in Europe. Um, I'm I'm latching on to the fact that. You know that could be character building um, for the, for the, these boys. So um, we'll see how we shape up Tuesday. But obviously, before that's you know it's League Cup, so we must take care of Morton tomorrow. Yeah, and we're going to come on to to the Green at Morton. But Kerr, I wanted to come to you um, and and just briefly mention. Now, it's obviously it's only important to us what Rangers do in Europe. Let's face it, we only care about the results of one team in Europe. However, we have single-handedly um, over the three of the last four seasons. Um, we, we won't look at the last season, but the three previous seasons, we dragged the, the Scottish coefficient um, to its feet. Um, so, you know, if, if, when we want, if we want to be continue, sorry, to be in favourable places when it comes to draws, uh, if it comes to the pots you're in and being seeded, we need our Scottish teams to start pulling their weight a wee bit more. Um, so, it's been a big week for Scottish football in that respect, hasn't it? It has been, Alan. It's good. It can you can look at it both ways. It's good to see teams doing well in Europe, but. 
obviously because of the competition up in Scotland, we don't really like to see anybody else doing well apart for yourself and nobody in Scotland likes to see us doing well at all. But it's good to see our Scottish teams getting through and it's about time, to be honest with you. I know uh, you can say we've done real well, but it's about, about time our team's done well because it's getting harder every year to get into the Champions League again in Europe at all because the way football is going. So it's good to see our Scottish teams getting through the rounds they've been in. Yeah, and as, as Michael said, these early qualifying ties they, they can they can be tricky, Wolf. Um, and I, I think that um, <clears throat> I, I think that was summed up on sort of on Tuesday night or, or the week prior to Tuesday night. I mentioned that um, I kind of mind if I mentioned that in a podcast or no, but certainly mentioned that um, on my supporters bus that I had going into Tuesday night, I had a touch of the progress of it. Didn't it? I had that nervy narrow lead going into the unknown. Um, was it just me that felt that way? <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think it had a touch of the progress. I'm trying to forget about that. That was horrendous. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that beating the Luxembourg twice to watch Rangers and not seeing a score a goal yet. That's that's, <laughs> that's an incredible start. Um, but no, it was it, it was a nervy one. I mean, when they scored, you know, I mean, they were all over us in the first half, and they could. We when, when the the Butland save at nil nil was critical, and then the save at one nothing when the guy all they had to do was look up and pass it to his mate, and the game was done. Because had they gone two up, the time was finished. I, I think I don't think we'd have come back from that. But objective exercise was getting through. Uh, we've got through. I would imagine we'll make. I know we'll, I know we'll touch on Green and Morton later, but I'd imagine we'll we'll make a few, a few changes to personnel tomorrow to rest some people up. I mean, it's actually from the Scottish football point of view. I was thinking about this today. From the Scottish, as you touch on, you know, Hibs and Hearts did well last night, both getting through, and. The uh, the cup the cup draws actually actually done Scottish football a big big favour this week because Aberdeen play tonight then they play in Europe on Thursday so they've got an extra day off because Stirling Albion's got an event on this weekend so the game's got to go ahead tonight we play tomorrow lunchtime at home in a cup tie against a lower league team before we play at home on Tuesday and then um, and Hearts have both got home European ties after home cup ties on Sunday I mean so so they're not doing any travelling. So they're going home, home, home cup tie against lower league opposition, then home European tie. That's got, I mean, that's probably a long, long time since, since it's worked that way for Scottish clubs. Because I noticed that PSV have yet again got their, their fixture next weekend postponed to prepare for us. So hopefully it works the same way as it did last season when the same thing happened and we put them out. Yeah, listen, let's take that as a compliment. You know, they're, they're looking to postpone games to prepare for us. Um, so they're obviously worried about the threat. Robert, um, maybe I'm going to be a step too far. I don't want to talk about other Scottish teams too much, but just whilst we're uh, just just whilst we're on, it's maybe going to be a step too far for uh, Hibs playing Aston Villa. But uh, is it possible we're going to have four teams and a good chance to build that coefficient playing group stage football? Well, well, Aberdeen have got a, a tricky tie. I think that the hacking one eight one in aggregate, but they put out some Lithuanian mob as well. So listen, you can never count your chickens until you're in. Um, I do think, obviously. With ourselves, it maybe be better coefficient wise if we, if we did get into the Europa League in terms of picking up wins and and picking up points there. But uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm looking forward to choosing with a bit of trepidation because I, I don't see that we've we've got any better than last year. Um, PSV have got a lot better than last year, so I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be massive. We need to go there and just still be in the tie. That's that's all we can ask for. Yeah, it's 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 uh, you know it's, it's, if you're going into the second leg and you're still a tie, there's there's a there's a chance that you're going to go through, and that's where we need to still be playing. Uh, you're right. I, th- I think in terms of where we were in football, in terms last year, we're, we're probably ahead of what you know. Sorry, we're probably behind where we are we are now. Um, but you know, I, I still think this is going to all click together. It might not be look exactly how we wanted to look, but I'm convinced it's going to click together. Um, Kerr, Robert made an interesting comment there about you know dropping into the, good for us in terms of coefficient dropping into the Europa League and picking up uh, points and picking up victories and advancing further in that competition. Is is that more important to us? Obviously, winning football matches is hugely important, but is that more important to us than the cash pot that Champions League is going to bring? You look at it both ways, can you? You like that everybody else should do well in the country, but. As an Rangers fan, I just I just look for Rangers. So obviously the Champions League brings you the money, but I kind of agree with Robert as well. It's if you're in the Europa League, you might get further. Uh, money might not be the same, but you might get further. You might play against opposition you feel you've got a chance against. You're playing against teams that you're hoping rather than anything else. But listen, 
if we play PSV in the, uh, next week and week after, you want to, you want to win, you want to go through, but if I end up in the chat, if I end up in Europa League, I'll not be too disheartened because I feel we can maybe put some really good results in that competition. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think we'll, uh, you know, we could get some good results. And and Wilf, it, it brings on the sort of the subject. You don't want to t- look too far into the future, but you know, if we drop down into the Europa League, there is a, a also a much better opportunity for us to um, advance, pick up points. Um, you know, be fighting along in that tournament. You know, be punching above our weight, um, possibly again. Is that important as well to have a good coefficient for the club personally and potentially qualify for this World Cup, um, which would bring its own cash pot with it? Would it be worth it for that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying not to think it would drop it into out of the Europa League because obviously you know you don't like to see Rangers losing games, which would have to happen for for that scenario to to raise its head. As I've said numerous times on this pod recently, I want Champions League simply to repair the reputation from last season. When we got hammered all over the place last season, that won't happen this year. So I want to get in. I want to get in. And the ideal scenario is finish third and get in the Europa League and have, and have a wee run. Because if we, if we manage to finish first or second, we probably would go straight out in the knockout stages because it's it's different stuff, Champions League. But it's a, we want to win every every game we play, so we, we want to get into the Champions League. I get I get what people are saying, Europa League, go for a, go for a better run and coefficients and stuff like that. And I can see that, but why not? Why not aim for the Champions League? Let's look at finishing third, third, third at worst, and then see, see where see where that takes us. I mean, we're Rangers Football Club. We should be looking to win, win things. I mean, the problem is we're in the Europa League. If we drop into the Europa League against after going out to PSV Eindhoven, right? Everybody's going to be expecting us to get to at least the quarterfinals. Anything else will be failure, according to most of our fan base, because the last time we were in it, we got to the final, and arguably should have won it. So. There'll be a lot, a lot of pressure. Whereas if we go into the, the Champions League, it could reset a lot of those expectations. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that's what we need to remember as well. We look at the Europa League through through the rose-tinted glasses because we were in the final a couple of seasons ago. Um, you know, they, they, they talk about football being a numbers game now. Um, you know, and clubs will clubs will always return to their mean. They'll always return to that that sort of that average. And getting to the final isn't 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 going to be the average for us. It never will be. Um, I think people need to remember that if we were to drop into the Europa League, we can't just have this automatic expectation that we're going to go on this incredible run again. We'd all love to do it. And we'd, we all, as you said, well, if we, as Rangers fans, we expect our team to win football matches. So, um, you know, we, we all expect it to happen, but the reality of that happening again so soon after it happened and a couple of years ago is probably very slim so we, you know we need to manage your own expectations there folk get 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 your phone call and i'm struggling with words tonight geez oh no enough beer uh get your calls in folks oh one four one six two eight seven two three seven any question comments you've got for the guys tonight get on uh want to hear your thoughts on the team tomorrow which brings us nicely robert we're going to start talking about greenock morton and probably the biggest talking point for us is going to be the team uh, you, you, we could debate what the team's going to be all week. Do you expect to see a lot of rotation? Uh, I think maybe three or four. Three or four, Alan. Um, I think changes. I think you need to try and, for me, keep continuity in terms of the system and, and try and get the players to, to buy in a bit more. I, I don't see enough uh, early doors that they know what they're doing yet. Um, the front three obviously need some confidence as well in terms of goals. So, I expect I expect Dessas and Danilo both to start, um, but it's one of these games. You're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're expected to win this game, so if you get and win six 0 you're not going to get a pat on the back. Do you know what I mean? You're, it's it's just about getting into the quarter final and coming away without injuries. But if we can help it, you know, we know Yanis Hadji got injured in a, a league cup final game, didn't he? And we don't really want that to happen to anyone else. So, um, so I think it's, uh, it's it's important that we just we, we get through the tie and, and, and focus again on. On, on Tuesday, but I do expect, yes, as you say, a couple of changes, whether that's centre-back, um, maybe a, a Kieran Dill, has he done enough to get a start? I think so. Yanis um, Hadji has not played as many minutes as I thought he might, even even off the bench, so does he get a game in this one? Because uh, if he doesn't get a game in this one, where's he set a place uh, you know, in, in the squad? So um, I wouldn't make a raft of changes, I wouldn't be 11 changes for me, if I just I don't see the point in that, really. Um, you know, it's not a friendly, it is a competitive match after all, so I think it's important, as I say, that you know the system's not what um, it's free for investors of yet. So it's probably better to get your most of your mainstay in again and, and try and get them used to 
the way you want him to play. Robin Matondo is put up in front of the press. Whether that's a sign that he's going to play from the off, uh, I quite liked him as an impact player on Saturday. Um, and Seema as well. I quite liked him off the bench as well. So um, plenty of options uh, for the manager. Neil sort of Banfield sort of hinted today that there, there may be some change, but maybe not wholesale change. Yeah, there's just a couple of comments coming on that as well. Rabbi Matondo, I'd expect him to start considering he was put up in front of the press. Somebody mentioned in the group chat earlier, I can't remember who it was, that this could be the excellent, an excellent game for Rabbi Matondo to come on and you know, make his a mark of authority on this game. And I don't mean to sound disrespectful to Greenock Morton, but we should have a squad full of players that can make the mark on, the, mark on this game tomorrow. Um, and Robert, I believe it was you that shared it in the group chat. I'm going to depress some people. The last time we played Greenock Morton, our starting lineup, just to put it into perspective, regardless of what the team is tomorrow, our starting lineup, West Fodderingham, Wallace, Clint Hill, Senderos, and Tav, Hindman, Halliday, Holt, Wycorn, Mackay, and some guy that used to play with Celtic. That was our starting lineup the last time we played Greenock Morton. So I don't care what our lineup is tomorrow. I don't want to hear any complaints. I, I don't care if, if, if Michael Beale starts to selling goals. I don't want to hear any complaints about the starting lineup tomorrow. Kerr, what about you? Would you make wholesale changes or is it very much going to be a case of stick with the system, stick with the vast majority of players and letting them build a wee bit of confidence? If Michael Beale's got a system he wants to play, it's quite early in the season to make wholesale changes for me. Uh, I would keep majority of the side as it is. I think you have to play the guys you brought in, the guys you went after, give them more game time, give them more time to get used to each other in the park and stuff like that. And I wouldn't make, maybe changing it a bit like Robert says, maybe play goals and he needs more game time. Maybe drop Suter because he's with a lot of game time, just drop him, uh, give him a rest for the midweek. Your full backs, I would change them, but they're so important to the way we play. So if it changes them, what other system will I use? So I don't know. I feel there will be changes, but I don't feel the wholesale. Maybe like I said, well, I agree with Robert, three or four at the most. I feel he's got to keep Dessers and Danilo up front playing together if he wants to play the two together, or at least give him a half each. He can he drop them all together. They're just in the door. See my knees, man. So does Lammers. And so I think they've got these guys will play. I don't think they'll make too many changes. Well, what about in goals? Would you keep playing? Jack Butland, they nearly said Robbie Matondo again. Would you keep playing Jack Butland or would you give McCrory or even Wright uh, a chance between the sticks? I wouldn't imagine McLaughlin's going to play. I think for me, it depends what he does. If he makes, I agree with the boys. I think that the majority of changes will be at the back um, because Dessers and Lammers, probably to an extent, you know, they, they, need, they need to be playing together to get used to what each other are doing because it's not quite clicking yet. So you need to keep them playing. They need goals, and get, get, getting goals at, at Ibrox against anybody, you know, has got to help them. So I'd be keep, I'd be keeping them. If there's wholesale changes at the back, I would, I would potentially change the keeper. But if he's not, if he's not making any changes, you leave Jack Butland in because he's used to the defence playing in front of him. If he, if he's going to change, I, I would personally, I would personally, but um, um, bring in Sterling for. Uh, for the captain, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be changing it over, but that's unlikely to happen because Tavenier seems to play every week. Um, don't know if for advanced fit, for advanced fit, I'd be playing him as well. Um, as Scott, as Scott Kerr said there, rest suitor, keep Goldson in the team because he needs minutes. Um, and if you're making those sort, those sort of changes, then yeah, possible change of keeper. I mean, it may well be a case of sorry, Robert, it may well be a case of that that um, Robbie McCrory's maybe been told, look, hang around, you'll get the cup games. In which case, it's an automatic change. Yeah. So hold on a minute here, right? Because I, I, my head is thrashed with this fullback situation in terms of everyone saying, you know, swap the fullback out so Sterling comes in for, for Tavernier. I'll come to you on this kid. Is Sterling a, a right back or is he a right centre back? What is his position? I don't know and I need to understand. I think you'd have to ask Sterling that, but I've seen him play on loan at a few teams and he's always played at a right or left centre back. He's never really played as a fullback for me, but he said he can play there. So if he can play there and your rest have, you've got to put him in. But what I've seen him, he's not getting the same delivery as Tav. He might get him down the park and he might be more defensively sound than Tav is. But you know yourself, Robert, the way we play, the f two fullbacks are very important to the way we play. Defensively, we all know they're not great, right? But offensively, they do they do so much to that side. We've seen it the other night, one fullback to the other. So I think it's just what Michael B wants to do. I think, I know he likes this diamond shape in the middle of the park. 
but I think we'll need maybe one or two systems because that's not always going to work and teams will figure us out. So I think he has to maybe go a different way, tactical-wise as well. So he knows he's got a plan B as well as a plan A. But listen, it's no matter who we play tomorrow, we should be going through. But I think majority of players should still probably win there for midweek. Can I pick up that point to, to Timothy Timothy Sharp there? I don't I don't think we need a defensive fullback playing against Morton, but the but the guy needs minutes, so ideal chance to give him minutes because you're not you're not you're not taking Tavernier out of, for example, a game a game against PSV or a you know an Aberdeen or Hibs or Hearts whatever. So a cup game against Morton, ideal ideal chance to give uh, Dijon still a, a start. You're Martin, on you're on you. Well done. Oh, see, see, that's terrible. That's terrible. Firstly, I'm raging that Robert's put me in the host position. Um, I just jumped on to help out until Alan's computer um, finally finds its way back. Secondly, get your calls in 01416287237. That's why we're on on a Friday night to hear for you. Um, you're the ones that keep the show going, you're the ones that keep the content coming with your phone calls. So get them in 01416287237. Um, can I just take it back a wee bit slightly? Actually, you're talking about the fullbacks and how important they are to the way that we play. Is there any chance, um, Robert, that we see a slight change of formation against Morton? We keep hearing about this free at the back, this three five two. Um, if there's ever a game to try it, surely it's against Morton, or is it the fact that um, Suter's played so many games? Um, Balligan is maybe the only fully fit. I mean out with Suter, obviously. So Suter and Balogun are maybe the only two fully fit centre-backs that we have at the club right now. Is that maybe something stopping us for trying this 3-5-2? Aye, I think in a, in a, in a word, I think there's probably going to, it's probably, you'll see a four tomorrow. I think if you're going to see a three, it would maybe be for the start on Tuesday. I think it is best to take Conor Goldson out. Um, he's not looked at his best at all, whether he's been rushed back or whether he's been um, just said to the manager, come ready. He's clearly not ready. He's he's not he's not the man we thought you know we, we know and, and can rely on. So um, I don't see it being a three tomorrow. Would you play a three against Morton? Is that really as a tester? It doesn't mean you're defensive, but no. Okay, I'll take your especially oh, you're raging. You're bet- <laughs> you absolutely choking for a three. Um, <laughs> I met Scott before the game on Saturday. He was desperate for a three for the end. So. I know his thoughts. Um, I, I Stop being I, desperate for a free, will you? <laughs> for a free at the back, should I say? Thank um, you. Are you posting mere pictures on our group chat? <laughs> okay, so I, I I don't, Martin, to answer your question, I don't think Bill will, will swap it um, to a free at the back. I, I, I keep, I, I'm worried that he's seen that as a, an in game change, to be honest, more than something to start with. I really am. Is that well? I know that you were going to come on to this, um, but just looking at this free in the back, right? Because it's not really something that I've I don't think we've had much of a discussion, um, on here. And while we are discussing it, by the way, 01416287237, get your calls in. What do you think about free at the back? What do you think about the game against Morton? What do you think about Tuesday night? Um, what do you think about it being quite chilly in the morning and then towards the afternoon it seems to get absolutely roasting? If you want to talk about that, for up and talk about that, 01416287237. Well, one of the reasons that I would actually like to see is maybe have a wee switch to this. And I get that defensively right now, this, the centre of the defence were maybe a, a wee bit short. Um, but do, do you not think it would take a lot of pressure off of our captain? Depends how you, depends how you deploy him. I mean, is he going to be one of the three in the back or are you pushing him up in the middle? Well, you'd be, you'd, well, you'd be playing him kind of a in that kind of right wing back ish position that you get for a three five two. So you'd probably be asking you'd be asking one of the central midfielders to, to drop back, wouldn't you? And you'd be to have your free to back and Borna and Tav or Redvan and Tav or Someday and Tav um would be making those forward runs. It's it's worth giving it a try, but I don't think I'd like to think we don't do that against Green at Morton because as I said a minute ago, it's an ideal game to give Tav a rest. He's not he's not been great this season. So take him out just for just for the game. Rest him up before before Tuesday, because he will play on Tuesday. We need him on Tuesday. We need him fit and firing on Tuesday. So I'd be I'd be taking. I'd like to see Adam Devine come out and get into the team tomorrow, but I can't see that happening. To be perfectly honest. So I think it would be Dijon Sterling. But somebody said in the uh, in the comments, I can't remember who it was, that if if Redvan's not fit, Sterling will play instead of Barisic. He's probably right. 
which means Tavernier starts the game. Um, I just think we should give the man a rest, just take him out, just take him out the final lane for a game. If you had the option, no care, of either Bonner or Tav to rest, the last thing I want to do, and please, folk in the comments, don't jump down my throat here. The last thing I want to do is, and I know Tav scored in Europe, and this is quite a difficult point to make, but Borna's on a decent run of form, probably the best run of form that he's been on for a long, long time at this football club. I would want to keep that going. I would want to keep him in the team and play him against a lower league opposition, get, build up that confidence, get one or two assists and just keep going. I mean, you can. I mean, Borna is a confidence player, as we all know. So the more games he plays well, the longer the stretch can go, but also know a bad game against Morton might can tell him. So it's got it's hard to what we do. Robert said right at the start, it doesn't matter what he does, he will be criticised for it. And Robert will probably be the first person to criticise him, but <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult because Tab does his arrest. But as we know, Tab doesn't really get arrest because he's always one of the first names in the team sheet. Born is the same, but if you go through the mora, it doesn't have to be three centre backs. You can put a you said Martin, you can put a, a midfielder in there, but doesn't have to be 3-5-2, that can be 3-4-3. Three, three. It just depends. Because you start with a system at a football match, doesn't mean you have to keep that system all game. There should be times a game when you can go different ways. The players should be able to do that, but it's just getting the players used to where the manager wants to play. And me and Robert spoke about that last week with me, and they were saying some of the players do look like, should I be here, should I be there? And, and they're just no gel yet, some of them. And you don't get time in Rangers, you don't get time in Scotland, another bad result and the pressure could be really on, but I see there's potential there. I seen it the other night. I only seen the second half the other night, which is probably the best to half to see. But I thought we actually done okay the other night. I thought I wasn't. I was reading the chat and I was thinking, why is everybody arguing second in this half, chat? Yeah. Second half we were we were good. First half, yeah, we were, we were. But everybody was slagging the team off, slagging the manager, slagging the mentality. But if the mentality was as bad as we thought, and the team was as bad, but when they came back, no matter how poor or how good Savet were, so. I think we need to give him a bit of time, but it's just getting the time. Because you know yourself, a draw or a, a defeat for Rangers is a crisis, isn't it? So it's hard for Michael Bildermore because if he keeps the same side we won one or two now, he's criticised. If he changes it and we won, he's criticised. So basically tomorrow's just getting through the tie. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. One person who will 100% will not be in the squad, never mind the starting 11 tomorrow, is Ben Davies. The Euro squad was released, um, and we'll go through it in a bit more detail, and I'm sure when Alan comes back, he's done his homework and he'll be able to go through it um, as well. But Ben Davies left out of the Euro squad. Is it injury? I don't know. Is it a case of we're trying to find him a new club? I don't know. Is it personal reasons? I don't know. But whatever the reason, and maybe you know, and you can let me know, or somebody out there knows and can let us know, something's not right. And you're on mute. It's yeah, catching. Man. It's catching. There we go. Yep. Make sure you're paying attention. It's it's a, it's it's a strange one because we haven't been told he's still injured, but then we haven't been told he's he's not injured. But we haven't been told anything about him. He's just there. But he, he, I mean, he, he turns up at the games. You see him in you know a few bits and pieces of the footage. Um, he's not in the European squad. Somebody's got to miss out in the Euro squad. But I mean, it's in the back. We're quite light, so it is a strange one. If we're not going to use him, we need to get rid of him. Simple as that. I mean, it seems to me that his face doesn't fit. The manager doesn't fancy him because he's getting absolutely no. He's getting no game time. He's getting. He's not getting quoted at all. So if that's the case, then we're just going to have to get rid of him. Well, I suppose when you put it like that, it's it's just as simple as that, Robert. But I suppose unless unless you know the manager's asked at a press conference, they don't have to come out and tell us anything about Ben Davies, but. You know, the Euro squad got released. There was a, a few people left out. Maybe one surprise, maybe. Um, but was it overall pretty much what you expected? So, sorry, just to come on to Davies in terms of injury, Ian, the, your Banfield said today that everyone, there was a full bill of health, barring, barring what injury. Obviously, didn't name names. And then you saw the, the, the pictures on Sky before we flew out to Switzerland, and, and Davies was involved in training. So um, I can feel that maybe... <laughs> There's got to be some interest there. There's got to be for him to be omitted um, to, for the Euro squad would send would say to me that they're trying to obviously keep him 
injury free because they know obviously he's just had an injury. Um, and, and he's somebody that you could probably get good money for as well. So there's got to be something in that. Um, so you link that into the rumor with the, the boy feed Peterborough as well. So maybe one in, one out kind of scenario. Um, but I do think that that, that is going to come to fruition. We are going to be saying goodbye to Ben Davies in this window. I think we're going to even make peace with it. Um, but sorry, guys. Well, Sorry. Rangers, sorry, sorry, Robert. Rangers have come out and said that there's no interest in that boy at all. Are you buying it? Well, I mean, I, I don't have any money, so um, <laughs> no. Well, I would suggest that there's what, what other reason is there, unless he's had a, a massive falling out with the manager? I, I don't see the guy to be that kind of type, but there's no like, troublemaker kind of type. Maybe I'm wrong. He seems like a, a nice big guy. Um, I know, I think he's been hung up to dry by supporters a couple of times. I know he's made a, a couple of mistakes. Um, he seemed to be the whipping boy on social media for a fair chunk of the back end of last season. I did think early doors, he, he, him and Golden seemed to form a good partnership. And then when Suter came in, um, they looked OK towards the back end of the season. So I, I think he, he's, he's good enough to keep around. I wouldn't be you know, annoyed if he stayed. Um, it's just whether he's going to get uh, you know, the exposure in the game time. But I, I, feel, I feel sorry for him a wee bit. As I say, I don't, I don't think he probably envisaged you know, his, his Rangers career panning out like this. I think he probably thought, you know, having been linked to the other mob, before he went to Liverpool, that he'd probably come up and do really well in Scotland. He's probably his eye in Scotland for a wee while. So um, it's a shame. As I say, wouldn't be disappointed if he stays, but I really do think he's probably going to go out the door um, as long as we maybe break even on him and then we can maybe put that into someone else. Um, I, I wasn't too overawed by the, the links to, is it Ronnie Jackson? Um, he looks maybe like a, a player that you're going to have to invest, a, be patient with and invest a bit of time in. I think if we're going to go and get a centre half, it needs to be somebody with a decent profile that can come in and start matches because you just alluded to yourself, I think Kers said John Suter maybe needs a wee rest now and again. Um Connor Goldson, as I've mentioned before, doesn't look anywhere near it in terms of you know the levels. Um and, and, and Leon Balligan, as we know, gets gets injuries as well. So um I think it is gonna have to be something that can come in. So you have to spend a wee bit of money on him. I mean, in terms of uh defence care, we're one injury away for a crisis, so we know. Depends the formation he plays, Martin. But <laughs> 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 we're not we're not the strongest at the back at the moment if we do have injuries now. And I mean if if John sort of get injured we'll be in a bit of trouble. But listen, supposed to be Ben Davis doesn't want to leave, so I've heard but manager wants to move him on. And he never cost he cost two million pounds it was and then the next it was through add-ons and stuff, Liverpool. So I don't know, depending on how much we get from him, he probably will be moved on. But the longer it gets, the less time we're going to have to bring in a replacement. So are we waiting to move some door before we bring a replacement in? Or are we going to bring a replacement in first and then move him on? Then if he doesn't move on, you're stuck with players just like Kamara. He's been here forever. And yet for the last three months, he's been signing for a different team every couple of days. So I don't know. It's hard because he probably does want something else. I'm still linked with the boy from Mullah, aren't we? Jake Cooper, uh, who's six feet seven. He's actually not the best near for six feet seven. He's actually okay, but He's not great in the ground. Ben Davis is a better player on the ground, but he's a he's just a big defender, which would probably suit Scottish football better. So it'll be interesting to see who he does bring in. But I mean, Leon King's coming back, so you can always put Leon King back in there. But I know he divided opinion with some fans as well. So I say we're never happy. Doesn't matter who plays. Just on this point, uh, well, for Ian, um, love the pod, but get a grip. I love, when people say they love the pod, there's always going to be a negative coming after <laughs> they say that, right? Um, but, you know, he says, we're not a settled team, rest no one. Um, we're only three weeks into the season, strongest 11 all day long. The manager did say, though, at the start of the season that we've got a lot of games in August, we've got a lot of games at the start of the season, and there will be rotation. Especially with the likes of, as Kerr mentioned, John Suter. The last thing you want to do is risk any type of injury when he's not needed. Yeah, there has to be rotation. I mean, in an ideal in an ideal world, you play your strongest team every week. But I mean, we're playing every other every sort of third day just now. So you can't you can't ask a professional athlete to basically play rest pre match, play rest pre match all the time. They're not doing any, you know, any kind of major training because they don't have time. They've got a game, a day off, preparation, playing again. So you do have to use just that's why teams that are successful have got big squads because they have to be able to rotate it about. Now, there's always players that, that never get never get dropped. I mean, we've got we've got Tavin Goldson play every week because just because they do. And 
you need you need to utilise your squad because at the end of the day we we're we're criticising the quality of some of the players that we sign. But then people are saying we'll only ever play your strongest eleven. So if you're only playing your strongest eleven, but you're asking the the backup players to be decent, they're not decent backup players aren't going to come because you're never going to change your team because they're they're never going to get a game. So what's the point? So you have to you have to pick and choose and rotate the team where it's needed. And let's be honest, if our reserve players, for want of a better expression, can't beat Green and Morton, they really shouldn't be at Glasgow Rangers. True, very, very, very true. Um, Robert, I'm getting a bit fed up with some of the comments that are talking about how good-looking you are. Nobody ever talks about how good-looking I am. Um, and just at that, I'm going to bring Alan straight back in. Alan, you're going to take over. Um, the guys will keep you up to date with what we're talking about. And Apologies for that, folks. Bit of a technical issue. Um, but it could have been worse. I could have been sitting here in my pants, but never mind. <laughs> Tears muted. For the best. Robert's just trying to be like Jason. He's going to pay a wrestling pants. <laughs> Listen, I've done the whole, um, you know, anchor man. Top was for success, the bottom was for my bed. Um... <laughs> right, I caught a wee bit, of, I logged onto YouTube there, I caught a wee bit of what you were talking about. Um, did you finish the chat about the Euro squad? Uh, no, you were going to sort of run us through it and, uh, and, and you were going to sort of, we're halfway through the show and we've not had one call, so 0141. Six two eight seven two three seven. There's got to be somebody out there want to pick up the phone and give us a wee bit of hassle. Come on, come on. Somebody's want to give care. I think there's a, I think there's a call waiting. Oh, brilliant! Let's get it. Let's get it, Alan. Come, come on, on then. Come on. Is there? Or are you just making that up? No, Connor's waiting. Connor is waiting. Connor's yeah. waiting. I need my my producer to put it through. Connor, how are you? How are we doing, lads? Corner house things. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. Not bad, not bad. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, listening to the chat there about the squad, I mean, I think personally, um, you, you have to look at games like this um, as an opportunity to utilise your, your, your squad a bit. Um, you don't need to make wholesale changes because, look, you know, it's Morton. We should be getting through them without much fuss, really. Um, but it is a cup game. And for them, that's like a cup final. So upsets can happen if you go too weak. Um, and I don't think we've given some of the stuff we've spoken about in the last couple of weeks about where the squad is looking and, and players like Dessers and, and Lammers needing to get up to speed and maybe get some goals in them. I think if they make an appearance tomorrow, I say, you know, Dessers can get a couple of goals against Morton. That could do his confidence a world of good because for a striker it's about confidence and if he gets goals even in a game like that all of a sudden that might kick him on um, so you've got to be weary of that as well and, and identify the best opportunities um, and, and who your best player is because I don't think really we've established what the the strongest starting eleven is yet this season um, and I think that's something that we'll all be, be thinking anyway um, I, I don't think we'd go with a back three tomorrow although I'm interested to see when We'll unleash that because I think we do need freshness in in our approach to some games because <clears throat> for some teams I actually think we might be a bit predictable at times um, with the the wide play and the four three three formation because we've done it I think basically since Stephen Gerrard was in charge um, back you know for twenty eighteen or so um, but for me I would I'd make a one or two changes and I'd try and use that game to build some confidence. Um, into players because we'll dictate that game and we'll control it so they, they shouldn't have an excuse for not having the opportunities to go and you know put the ball away and, and, and put Morton to the sword really Excellent point Connor I, I've got to agree I think it's too early it's too early in Michael Beale's um, tenure as manager um, to be tinkering with the system you know we're still trying to get the team to gel into this system that he's adopting Um so, you know, I think it's too early. I, I do want to see the three at the back. We spoke about that in the podcast before. Um, I want to see it at some point, but I think we're not going to see it in the next few months other than Michael Beale unless he needs to make drastic changes because it's not working. Um, but, yeah, I, and I, would, I would maybe disagree that, you know, we're too predictable for some teams now, Connor, um, mainly because I think I struggle to tell what Rangers are doing sometimes. I think because we've no gel yet, we've no clicked, we've no got into that fluid way of playing the, the, the way Michael Beale wants us to play. 
I think we're unpredictable um, because we still can't see it. So, but um, no, I think it's you made a good point. When are you coming on, you still with us? Well, that's uh, uh, that's up to the, the big machismo. Um, but it's up to Robert. Later, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> big, big, great news for the, for the guys in the comments. Connor is joining the podcast, so it's going to be great to have him on. He makes some great points every time he calls in. Connor, I just wanted to have a a wee a wee go at you for for the Rangers' tempo. Do you think that you know have we seen enough? A, a barren, obviously, the first twenty minutes against the I just don't think it's been quick enough. I would, I, yeah, I would, I would agree. With that. I think there's been certainly. We seem to have in the first leg against Servet, um and against Livingston, you know, we started very quickly um, and then it died down almost as quick as it started, I think, the tempo. Um, so it's about maintaining that. But part of that's going to be obviously the sharpness of your players, you know, because these are guys coming in and gelling into a new squad. Some of them, I think, you know, like said, Dessels for me, doesn't he look fully fit yet? Now, I may be wrong there, but he looks just a wee. Yard off at Goldson, we spoke about. Um, I think we need to be utilising uh, Leon Balligan a bit more at this moment in time until Goldson's fully sharp because you, you could risk him ending up with another injury as well, which you don't want. Um, so I would agree that the tempo's a bit slow. Um, I just think sometimes, um, and I get Alan's point about the predictability, I think we're almost predictably unpredictable uh, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> but I do think sometimes during games, is what I mean, and when you're watching and it gets laborious and you're not getting anywhere and everything's in front of the team, you know, and we're more maybe going a bit quicker and picking it up and changing things, because Kilmarnock was an example of where you needed to change it and we didn't. Um, <clears throat> so I just think maybe we, we could be a, a bit less stubborn with our in-game management as well. No, ex- excellent point again. Um, seen a couple of comments coming up there. Um, Staunch West, 1872, saying, you know, can't believe this generation of Rangers supporters. Are we overreacting, Connor, or are any of the guys, are we overreacting? Um, you know, four, com- com- uh, four competitive games in, seasons, uh, the season's just started, um, and we're not been performing great, but are we overreacting? Are we getting a wee bit worried about it because we suspect, expect instant success? Still no final words. Um, well, I think there's always an element of overreaction. Um, when you have the kind of the start we've had, when it's been a mixed bag, you're going to get that. But I think you also have to understand. You're, you're talking about Rangers Football Club here. You know, you're talking about that expectation level that you don't get four, five, six games to then start picking up because those four, five, six games can be the difference at the end of the season between you lifting the league title and not. Um, and I think partly it does come from the fact that. You know, we've no quite been laden with, with silverware over the last few years. You know, we've got a couple in the bag, you know, the league title, we've got a, a Scottish Cup and obviously the Europa League final, which was, you know, a fantastic achievement. So I think people just naturally panic. But, <clears throat> you know, I think you can be cautious um, and and rightly point out where things are maybe not going how they should be going, um, whilst at the same time acknowledging that you're playing at a big football club we expectation that you're going to win every week from game one. Um, you know, your season starts that first game in August. It doesn't start after an international break in September when maybe everybody's up to speed and ready to go. That's just not how it works at a big club like Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. And CR coming in with a couple of comments here. One of them really good. Um, it's a different generation. We're up against a team that's only going to drop points um, two or three times a season. That's a really good point. You know, we've seen that for... Um, you know, the other mob that they are going to, they're not going to drop points in a lot of games this season, so we need to be hitting the ground running, we need to be performing, we can't afford to be dropping many points either. But CR's other point, just going back to the three at the back, saying people that, uh, only people who play football manager want to play three at the back, CR football evolves, football evolves, it changes um, all the time, and I, I firmly believe for what I've seen um, around football in the last couple of years, that more and more teams will be switching to three at the back, and it's something that I really want to see Rangers um explore at least the options because I don't want to get left behind um, when football evolves again and I don't think anybody would and it, it, is, it is common uh, Connor, you still with us? 
No, I'll take that. I'll take the silences. I know. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Connor. I look forward to getting you on the podcast, and uh, I'm sure you'll be sick of the group chat before the weekend's it. So, uh, but don't worry about that. It's just Robert and Lee talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be sick of the, he'll be sick of the group chat by the time this pod finishes. <laughs> you'll be muting Robert and Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, back to the Euro squad. I'm not entirely sure where you got to in your chat about that. Um, Kerr, any surprises in there for you with the people that were left out? No, really, no. Obviously, Ben Davis, as I think, will be having a new club shortly. And I think, I know people are talking about Lawrence, but he's too early for me to be involved. He's still to come back. He's still to get fitness. He's still to do other stuff. And I think a few games here and there he'll come back to shove in a European squad, which... At the moment, it's too early. Roof. I mean, we all keep we also keep hearing people relying on Roof, but we can't. That's the issue. We can't rely on Roof, so that's how he's on it. And I think he's went the way Ada went. To be honest with you, so there's no surprise at all from me. Robert, there's not really been a lot of chat about about Roof leaving. You, you could argue the point about that. You know, the, the, his contract situation. Um, you know, nobody's going to come in and spend money on him when they can get him for three in a year's time. Um, he's a big risk to spend money on, money on as well. But do you think Michael Beale sat him down and had a conversation with him um, about the European squad? Said, "Look, you're not going to be in it, but you're going to be playing at the weekends." Possibly. Um, I, I I don't know if that's the way the modern manager. You know, I know obviously maybe back twenty years ago the manager would sit players down and have conversations with him. I don't see. Uh, that's the way the football works now. I think he players should just have to obviously respect the manager and his decisions. I think Kim Ruff has got a part to play. I do. Obviously, not, I'm not saying he's going to start 20 games this year, but I do think coming off the bench, um, he, he could be you know, pivotal in, in some games. I, I don't see a hell of a lot um, in terms of the, the striking options that they're going to bag 20 goals this year. So I think there's going to need to be a real spread, whether that's guys that are starting guy, or like guys like Kieran Dow coming off the bench at the weekend and getting one. Uh, I, I think there's going to have to be a spread through the squad. So I still think Kamal Roof's got a, a part to play in, he, in his final year. Um, he'll be looking to try and get a, a, you know, a, a clean bill of health and, and, and put some goals in before he you know, sees himself out. But um, nobody's coming in for Kamal Roof unless he's you know, released. Um, and I don't see us doing that. So uh, we'll, we'll keep Kamal Roof and, and he'll be there for the long haul till the end of the season. And Wolf, just on the subject, the players potentially going out... Um... Some hints today in social media that the Glen Kamara saga is going to come to an end um, next week. Do you, do you expect many other players to go? You're a wee, are you a wee bit worried or concerned with the lack of activity out the way as well, not freeing up wages? I'm not. I'm not concerned because I believe the moves will happen. I mean, Glenn, I mean, Leeds, Leeds said a few days ago they wanted the Glen Kamara deal tied up by today, by the end of the week. I think the uh, they were moving a guy out. Was it Tyler or somebody? They were moving him out. And I believe he's on the verge of leaving. So once he goes, I think Kamara will come in to fill that, that spot for them. So that'll be fine. Um, there'll be, there will be one or two others move out when they realise... I mean, remember, this European squad that we've, that we've worked in is only for the PSV games. It's not for any group stage football. So when the group stage squads are announced, I think then players will know, even before there is, players will know then whether we're keeping them around or not uh, going to be in the squad. And that'll probably see a few moving out. You know, I mean, I mean, Kemar Roof. I'd like to see him in in, in a group in a group stage squad because he's always good for a goal. But I can't see the manager putting him in just just to fill a space at the, at the detriment of one of the guys that he signed, for example. So if the space is available, put him in. But that's the problem with a big squad. People, players have got to miss out. I mean, likes of Kemar Roof, as we, as we know, he's he's not the best with injuries. So as Robert says, you know, domestically he can score a bundle of goals for us, and we need somebody that can do that. So I would better to leave him out of the Europe of the European squad altogether in the group stages, so that he's you know fit and firing for the weekend. So we can we can rotate out like some demers and La- and, and Lammers and guys like that and put Roof in to fire us to the title. Which it's a difficult one for the manager, but I mean Kamar Roof, I'd imagine he's been spoken to. He's obviously happy with the situation, and I don't think he'll be the only big name player if you want that won't that won't make the final European squad. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. He's, Bill's not going to leave out the players that he's just signed because I think that, that confidence-wise, that would be absolute suicide. I believe we have a call waiting. Uh, Ian, you with us, Ian? Yes, I am. Alan, thanks very much, mate. Good How to you? talk to you all. Hi, Ian. I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. I just, I, I just can't go over Robert's face. Like, you know, I mean, I've, I've got to put my sunglasses on, you know, when I'm watching the pod now, you know. <laughs> 
I, d- I just want to ask the uh, the panel why why, why do they think uh, Tavernier comes in for so much criticism? There we go, the good and the bad of James Tavernier. But it's, it's simple. It's simple because the Rangers captain and he's not lifted enough trophies. That's why he comes under criticism. That's not that's not hundred percent his fault, Robert. No, it's not. But that, that's 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 why. That's the, that's the reason. Robert, Robert, Tavernier didn't choose the eight. What twenty five million pounds worth of what twenty five million pounds worth of talent couldn't do? Over the two games, he had a goal on assist. He won his five million quid in qualification to the next round of Europe. And all people can talk about is, oh, he missed this and he missed that and he's a wee bit slow here and he's a wee bit slow there. Half the team won't like that on Tuesday night, but he still gets, he still gets singled out for the criticism. I, th- I think in terms of Tav, there's a, there's a couple of arguments here, Ian. Um, I think Robert makes a good point about the, the you know, the, the trophies. Um, I, I don't think that comes down to solely him. I don't think that comes down to solely his type of play, whether he's a good player or a bad player. But I think when we look back on James Tavernier in a few years' time, the history books will show um, that in terms of Rangers captains, he's not been as successful. And I certainly hope that he doesn't go away quite happy to count his runners-up medals um, because that's just no good enough for a Rangers perspective. Well, f- for a playing perspective... Sorry, you go, Ian. I understand that, Alan, but... The- None of the players have won. None of the players have, have been successful in the in the last twelve years. Mm-hmm. And you can't just say, "Well, it's just Tavernier." No, no. The whole the whole team. You can't just think single him out and say, "Well, he's a captain. It's his fault." If it is the team I'm playing, he can't he can't control that. He can't change that. No, you're absolutely right. It just right amazes that. me that he gets so, so much criticism, <laughs> and he's always singled out. You're, you're absolutely right, and that's why I said I mean, that's he, just. He gets, that's just no doubt to, to Tav. But the, the other argument with, with Tav is wealth. Um, Tav's numbers are absolutely phenomenal uh, in terms of assists and goals. Um, but he comes in for a lot of criticism for his defending because he is, he, for a right back, he is weak defensively. Um, is there an explanation for that? She's not a very good defender. That's, I mean, we lose, the, we, lose it. We, we lose the same goal all the time. It is frustrating. I mean, Ian's right. He does come in for a, a ridiculous amount. He comes in for a ridiculous amount of criticism. Um, but I mean, the, the lazy way to see it is that he's been here for, for eight years. We only won two trophies in those eight years, so he's the, he's the common denominator. And it's not his fault. He's, but a lot of people say, it's, how long has he been here? You know what I mean? And it's, he's, won a, he's won a league title and he's won a Scottish Cup and that's it. And that's not good enough, as you said, Alan. He won't be considered a, a very successful Rangers captain unless in the next two years we win, we win two trebles in a European Cup. You know what I mean? Then he might be considered a successful captain. Um, but he does get he does get an awful lot of stick, and as somebody said in the comments, part of that reason is because he seems to be undroppable, and he's undroppable not just with the current management team or the previous management team, but the management team before that and the management team before that. He just never seems to get dropped. So there must be something about him that we don't see. You know, you know, you know, he must have attributes that we don't see. Sorry, Sorry. You going? Sorry, do you not do you not think well that that, that um. It, it plays with that because that's the way that the managers want them to play. They want them to play high up the field. They, they, they can't have it both ways. If the midfield dropped back a little when he was up there and covered for him, we wouldn't lose as many goals. It just doesn't seem to be the case that the, the other players are, are doing the jobs that they should be doing when Tab's up, you know, on the edge of the penalty box. But it could be yeah, argued that... Sorry, well, if it could be argued, Darian, that, that the managers are sending the other players out and they're not giving them that instruction. Seems to be when Ryan Jack plays, he's got that instruction um, to you know to slot in and fill those gaps. But he seems to be the only player that I see consistently has those instructions. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, no, 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 And that's a point for, for Staunch West again. Uh, to answer Rolf's question, um, don't seem to drop him because there's no competition for right-backs. And again, that's that's been a conscious choice of other managers that have been at the club. Um, you know, we've brought Sterling in, who, who can play right-back. We've got Devine there now. Um, under Gerrard and Van Bronckhorst, <coughs> excuse me, we never had um, any other right-backs, so it did make Tav undroppable. But Ian, the, the question I was going to ask you was, if any other player 
went through a bad patch of form the way James Tavernier has at times, not overly a lot, but it has at times, particularly last season, I can't remember exactly when off the top of my head, it goes through a bad patch of form, he seems to be the only player in the team that can't get dropped. Well, maybe, maybe that's because we don't, have any, we don't have anybody to replace them. You know, there's, there's nobody there that the manager, obviously the manager feels confident enough to put in. And he, the, the managers were obviously willing to put up with his deficiencies to, 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 to get the caveat that he, that, that he can change a game with his goal-scoring abilities. Absolutely. Sorry, Wolf, on you go. Yeah, you know, if to to stick up for Tav a little bit. I mean, he's, he's people consider him a serial loser because the press tagged him with that, right? Had we had we won, yeah. had he won three or four times the trophies, he's won. Nobody nobody would care that we lose the goals that we lose for him. He's, he's an easy target because because he's a captain of the club and we do lose a lot of goals down his side. But as as Ian said, the you know a succession of managers haven't bothered bringing in right backs to replace him. So there must be something about him that we don't see. Yeah, absolutely. Ian, are you still with us? I still am, Alan. Yep, yep. So, but he's with uh, a good conversation with me about it. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to come to you then. We're going to move on to the next point. We'll, we'll leave Tav alone because we could talk to death about Tav. We could probably do a podcast. We're going to come to you about the next point. What do you think of the, the old firm allocation? Um, Celtic officially um, knocking back the old firm allocation for the first game of the season. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm just waiting to see if they offer us... Uh, Tickets for the for the away for for Parkhead because they have to offer these tickets because we've offered them tickets and Rangers will take up the allocation and they're not they won't be petty about it the, the, the way that they are. I mean they understand they understand as well as we do. We need the season ticket money. We need the season ticket money. There's absolutely no doubt about that. But I can see I can see the point and and, and maybe the, the 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 way to go. Is to give them the European allocation, you know. But even but even at that, they're going to give us even if they give us two thousand tickets, they're going to stick us in that corner, you know. And 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 half the fans, half the the, the away fans can't see the game because of the pylons, you know. Okay. So the Rangers, Rangers, Rangers will will, uh, will will make them give us their allocation for the away game. A Celtic don't want the home tickets. That's that, that's that's their. Uh, uh, prerogative to do that, you know. If they, if they think that you know they want to work it up our backsides and 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 that, then let them do it. But we'll just show them how idiotic they are by making them give us our away allocation and to and, and taking their away fans again. You know, Chair, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, Alan. Celtic will give us an allocation. They'll withhold it. They'll take a fine or whatever. They're, they're trying to play a long game here, saying they want the old, the old allocation back a seven and a half or whatever, and they'll, they'll give us that. I mean, they've got a bigger stadium, so they can accommodate us, but it's just one of these things. The younger generation and other people, obviously some of the older generation will like the fact when you have an old firm match, there's a good atmosphere there, and the ticket allocation at the moment takes that away, but it depends what side you want to sit on. Listen, I've been at Celtic Park, I've been 800 Rangers fans here, and it's difficult to get in and out, and yeah. you get abused, and you get things chucked at you. They said they they yeah, say they're yeah. concerned about security at Ibrox. It's easy to come in and out Ibrox than it is at Celtic Park, but that's not their point. The point's a long game. They want their old allocation back, and we're no but we're no willing to budge because Celtic Rangers are sold day tickets to season ticket holders. So it's a difficult thing. It's one of the things that if you ask 800 Celtic fans, would you take tickets or 700 Celtic fans? They'll say yes, no buy them off you. But the club have said no because. They're trying to bully Rangers in the day. They're just trying to bully us to go back to where it was. Yeah. And it's not going to happen. So it's a case yeah. of there'll be no fans at either game, and we just have the government. We have to say to we have to then say to them if you got, if you're giving you a full end at Ibrox, then we want a full end at Parkhead. I don't think that's you know that's that, that would be the that would be the way to put that. Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever, give, ever give, going give, to give, give us a, give us a tradition, give us a, the, the traditional away end. And you can have your traditional away end. I think that's a debate and a conversation that could go on in for months and months and months and months. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't think we'll ever please everybody because that's just the nature of a supporting football team that's got that's got a massive, massive following. 
Ian, thank you very much for your call. I really appreciate it. Really enjoyed having the conversation. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. Um, hopefully we'll get thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. See you Cheers. later. Right. Take care. Alan, Cheers. Alan, just picking yeah. up on that, right? I, I I agree, right, that I don't think they'll give us an allocation. They'll find they'll find a way to not give us an allocation in December. Right? So I mean and, and they will. And as they say, the, the, the apparently they've said they'll, they'll take they'll take a fine for not giving us tickets. As far as I'm concerned, if the league rules state that you have to be offered tickets, that we've offered them tickets, they've turned them down. So if they offer us tickets and we accept them, then that's great. We we, we get in, right? They, they they harp on about safety. There's there's the least safe stadium in Scotland, and I've been in them all, is Parkhead. Getting in and getting out is horrific, right? Or sitting ducks in that stupid wee corner. Yep. Whereas Ian rightly says you can't see in for that, that daft pillar. Right, so if if they say well we're not giving you an allocation although we have to offer you, then for for in my opinion the authorities they'll, they'll never ever do it. The authorities should say right you have to leave that end empty. Simple, just tell them they have to leave it empty. And for every empty seat in there they have to they have to leave an empty seat somewhere else. So they're getting hit twice, but it's never going to happen. Yeah, uh, again, it's it's a conversation. My personal opinion is I don't want them at Ibrox. I'm I'm no bothered that they've not they've not took the tickets, um, and it's a stadium that that I won't visit as a as an away supporter. If I'm playing there for whatever reason in a cup semi final or a cup final, I'll head along. But I, I I'm happy never to visit Celtic Park again as, as an away supporter because um, I don't want to give them my money more than anything else. Um, but you're absolutely... it's, called, it's called Parkhead. It's not called Celtic Park. Yeah, it's, it's, Parkhead. it's, it's um, it, as you're absolutely right in terms of the safety in the place. It's it, it's shambolic. But anyway, um, we will leave that discussion there. Just want to um, just say to anybody on Patreon who is a director, the Rabble Report will be out round about nine pm. I have been assured um, by our chief Martin. Um, so yeah, anybody that's a director on Patreon. Um, Rabble report will be out at nine o'clock. And if you're not, head over to Patreon, subscribe, and pick the membership tier that suits you best. You'll get loads of extra content, including the daily Rabble um, for the guys and the podcast, the guys and girls in the podcast. Sorry. Um, but as for tonight, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button on YouTube. We've got more content for the Rangers Rabble. You can be part of these discussions. And if you want, phone in. You know, we'll be finishing up shortly, but it's still time to get a phone call in. Martin's going to put the number up right now because I can't remember it off the top of my head. There we go. It's 01416287237. Get your calls on anything else that you want to discuss. So we're going to come back to the Greenwich Morton game because that is our biggest priority because it's the next game. The next game is always the most important one. So I love to do this, especially on a Friday night before a match. I like to go around and get everybody's predictions. So Kerr, I'm going to come to you. Any surprises in the lineup? What's the score going to be? Who's going to get those all important goals? Don't ask me to name my lineup, Alan. I think Michael Beale's still struggling to name his lineup, and it's a Friday night. I think Lamos will score, Dessers will score. I think Dessers will score two in the second goal, because like I will give Robert the Vicky. But uh, I think I think we'll win three now. I think Dessers will get two, and Lamos will get one. Robert, predictions for tomorrow? Any shocks in the lineup? Uh, I think Balogun will come in. Um, I think in midfield, I think John Lundstrom will, will play in, in there as well. Um, I think that the forward line will, will pick itself. I would love to see Tom Lawrence start. I'm not going to lie. Um, I doubt he'll start. He might come off the bench. Um, in terms of in terms of the score, it's a difficult one. Into uh, I'd like to see four, five, six now. Um, you know that that would be great. And 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 all the boys getting um, some goals and and you know a, a nice style of play, but. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just one of them. Just just get through in the next round because it's a, it's, a, it's a thankless one. You know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be looking I'll be looking forward to to the build up show and the reaction I'm on that tomorrow. Sorry, guys. Um, and uh, yeah, if Dessers does score and give me the Vicky, good on him. Absolutely good on him. Well, what about you? Predictions for tomorrow, apart from an early journey. Yeah, I'm leaving it at leaving it seven o'clock. I love Saturday lunchtime kickoffs. I really do. But anyway, um, I believe what I believe Morton can be can be quite attacking and score a few goals, but they're pretty poor at the back. So wouldn't surprise me if they score. But as you know, I never ever predict Rangers to lose a goal. Uh, like Robert, it's just get the get the job one chips at home. Um, to, to give you a score link, which is what you're pressing me for, I'll go for four nothing Rangers and a wee sneaky. Goal because you'll be starting for Bailey Rice. Oh, 
There we go. I would I'd love to see Bailey Rice start tomorrow. Absolutely love it. Uh, so I was going to say 4 nothing, but I'll change it just to be different. Uh, I fancy us to have a wee bit of goal fest tomorrow. I'm going to go 6 nothing Rangers. First goal scorer. The only name that's in my head right now is James Tavernier. That's <laughs> 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 my mate. So, so I'm going to go with Tav as well. Um, I think it'll be... Uh, Without wanting to be disrespectful to Green at Morton, I think this is going to be a training exercise for us. I expect to see a settled team, the, the team that he's been playing. I'd love to see somebody like Bailey Rice start, but I think it's going to be very much a settled team getting into this system, build a wee bit of confidence and get some goals under our belts as well. So, yeah, uh, expecting a few goals. Lammers hat trick tomorrow. A lot of people saying 5 nothing in the comments as well. I might put a wee fiver in that. Um, and, you know, Hadji as well is another player that I would fully expect to see. Uh, see players uh, see play tomorrow so folks we are going to wrap it up there with no more calls waiting um i know we've definitely no more calls waiting we're going to wrap it up there i hope everybody has a great friday night i hope everybody enjoys lunchtime kickoff tomorrow and their day out at the football tomorrow um wherever you're watching it i hope you enjoy it and i hope it's another famous victory for rangers care wolf robert thanks for joining me apologies i disappeared for quarter of an hour or so technology issues the best oh, part of the show, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say there? <laughs> the best part of the show. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Cheers. Uh, Robert, you getting pants on yet? Well, I'll leave that up to your imagination, Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Bruno? Bruno <laughs> stayed in his usual position on the back of the couch. <laughs> I just don't, right, let's just leave it there. Folks, have a great Friday night. Thanks for joining us. You'll get the match build-up, match reaction tomorrow as well. Don't forget for the directors, the Rabble Report will be on Patreon um, in about 20 minutes. Um, have a great weekend, folks, and we'll see you all soon. Podcast Network.